Josh Haston here, Israel Uncensored, on the Land of Israel Network at thelandofisrael.com. It is Monday, the 29th of November, 2021, the 25th of Kislev, 5782. Happy Hanukkah, Hanukkah Sameach, to everyone out there who is celebrating the Festival of Light. Today is, in fact, the first day of Hanukkah. Last night, we lit one candle, and here in Israel, it is a week of fun, a week of celebration, a week of festivities, candle lighting, sufganiyot, or donuts. It used to be just jelly donuts, but now there's so many different kinds of donuts. You can actually go see a display on my Facebook page or on my Instagram of so many different types of donuts that are being offered here in Israel. Definitely going to have to hit the gym after Hanukkah is over. But just want to wish everyone out there a Hanukkah Sameach. And as we know, Hanukkah, the festival of light, as the temperature gets colder and the hours of darkness are longer in the winter season here, at least in the northern hemisphere, the Hanukkah candles add to our light, symbolize hope and strength. And of course, the Jewish victory when the few defeated the many who tried to impose their Hellenistic beliefs on the Jewish people in the times of the temple. And the Maccabees, the Holy Maccabees, would not have it. They would not let the Hellenists destroy the Jewish tradition. They would not sit quietly as the temple in Jerusalem was desecrated. And we have modern-day Maccabees here today. Those who stand up for the state of Israel and the Jewish people, unwilling, even if it isn't popular, unwilling to tolerate the hate that unfortunately we see from so many camps, both within, unfortunately, sadly, and from outside as well. And on that note, we'll turn to the what I think is the top story here for Hanukkah. The president of the state of Israel, President Isaac Herzog, last night lit the Hanukkah menorah at the cave of the patriarchs in Hebron. Now, you would think that this is a normal, a normal uh, occurrence, normal event. The president of the state of Israel lighting a Hanukkah menorah at, at Judaism's second holiest site. But lo and behold, somehow this became some sort of controversy. The Palestinian Authority, for example, warning President Isaac Herzog against what they called storming the cave of the, cave of the patriarchs in Hebron, referring to it as a provocation to the feelings of the Muslims. So somehow lighting Hanukkah candles in the second holiest site in all of Judaism is a provocation. And it's not only this. Yeah, I expect that from the Palestinian Authority. I expect that from Hamas threatening violence for lighting Hanukkah candles in the place where our patriarchs and matriarchs are buried. I expect that from the, the hateful, Jew-hating Hamas and Palestinian Authority. Yet there were other organizations here in Israel breaking the silence and Peace Now and others who were protesting 
the president of the state of Israel, visiting the second holiest site in Judaism and lighting a Hanukkah menorah. M.K. Mosi Ras from the Merits Party, which, by the way, is part of the government of the state of Israel, said that he was going to protest Herzog's visit. I'm not sure if he got there or not. There were some uh, so-called Israeli organizations who showed up in Kiryat Arba, the nearby community, to protest. But Raz tweeted, this is, again, this is a member of Knesset, part of our government, he tweeted yesterday that there was no connection between Hebron today and the historic city of yesteryear. That is a major problem when you have a member of the Israeli parliament saying there's no connection between Hebron today and Hebron from the Bible. I mean, this is, this is an active, this is an act by one of our leaders denying the historic the historical ties between the Jewish community established 2000 years after the destruction of the temple and the original Hebron the cave of the patriarchs is located in Hebron how can you say there is no connection between today's Hebron and the Hebron or Hebron if you will from biblical times and that and that irks me more that gets me much more upset than the Palestinian Authority who we know run a well-oiled propaganda machine and oppose a Jewish presence not only in Hebron Hebron but in Jerusalem in Judea and Samaria and they oppose a Jewish presence in all of the state of Israel. And just skipping ahead here, if you don't believe me, Palestinian Media Watch came out with this report. I'm skipping ahead. Palestinian Minister of Education to Children. There's no Israel. The entire land is ours from the sea to the river. While participating in a school event uh, this past week, children at the Kfar Kadum High School for Girls and Kalkilia received a strong message. Palestine, the entire land, is ours from the Mediterranean Sea to the Jordan River. Images from the event posted by the PA Ministry of Education show that several PA maps of so-called Palestine erase the entire country of Israel and were displayed at this event that they had at this girls' high school. The PA Ministry wrote that similar celebrations were held in so-called all the homelands schools. So these are the people that we're supposed to bend over backwards and make peace with. And we shouldn't build homes and we shouldn't light menorahs, Hanukkiot, in our holy places because it might anger these people. This is who we're dealing with, folks. And sadly, these Jewish organizations in Israel who are against building in Jerusalem, we'll get to that as well, they're against President Herzog lighting a Hanukkah, a menorah in Hebron. Those are the people we're dealing with, and today they are members of the government of the state of Israel. These are our leaders. And again, this isn't an endorsement of Bibi Netanyahu or the Likud or what we had before, because I have plenty to say about them as well. 
but the situation is dire. These are our leaders here in Israel today. And it's sad. It's sad. It's unfortunate. But that is our reality. Going back to President Herzog's visit to Hebron, uh, lighting the candle last night, the Hanukkah candle, at the Tomb of the Patriarchs, he said the following, as quoted in the Jerusalem Post, my brothers and sisters, today too, with all the complexities, and I'm not ignoring those complexities, the historical affinity of the Jewish people to Hebron, the cave of the patriarchs, to the heritage of our matriarchs and patriarchs is not in doubt. Recognition of this attachment must be beyond all controversy. President Isaac Herzog choosing to light the first Hanukkah candle in Hebron. So I want to thank him for that, regardless of what his politics are, but he was willing to go above and beyond his personal politics, perhaps. And I don't want to speak for the president, but this was the right thing to do. This wasn't a, um, as the Palestinian Authority called it, what did they say? They said it was a storming of the cave of the patriarchs. And it really, really is a just a sad situation that organizations with, by the way, who are being funded by the European Union, such as Breaking the Silence, organizations, their entire purpose and existence is solely in order to try to stop Jews from having access to their holy places and to stop Jews from building kindergartens in certain neighborhoods because they are Jewish. Very, very sad. Anyway, I thought that was the most important story um, as we are celebrating Hanukkah. Of course, we have the Iranian nuclear talks, which are set to resume, I believe, today. In Vienna, Prime Minister Naftali Bennett warned, according to the Jerusalem Post, against an interim agreement with Iran that the U.S. is considering he made his comments yesterday, a day before nuclear negotiations with Iran will resume in Vienna. He said, quote, Israel is very concerned about the willingness to lift sanctions and allow the flow of billions of dollars to Iran in exchange for insufficient restrictions on the nuclear program. He made his comments at the start of Sunday's cabinet meeting. He said, this is a message that we are conveying in every way, both to the Americans and to the other countries that are negotiating with Iran. Bennett added that Foreign Minister Ayer Lapid, Lapid will deliver the same message to UK President, Prime Minister rather, Boris Johnson in London and French President Emmanuel Marcon, Macron in Paris this week. So here you have the world capitulating, wanting to remove sanctions from Iran, wanting to convince them to rejoin the bad nuclear deal. And it's a bad deal, which, which will only pave their path towards nuclear weapons. At the same time, the Iranian Armed Forces spokesman, according to the J-Post, said that his country seeks the destruction of Israel. So I, I just don't get it. Two and two equals five, right? It doesn't make any sense to me. The U.S. and the rest of the world begging Iran, pleading with Iran, getting on their hands and knees, showing weakness. And that's not how you do it, folks, not with the Iranians. You don't show weakness, but the world is showing weakness, begging them to rejoin a deal, even a bad deal, 
which is a problem within itself, but you have the Iranian Armed Forces spokesman talking about the disappearance of what they call the occupying regime in Jerusalem from the world. He talked about destroying the state of Israel. And he's saying it openly and also threatening, threatening the UAE, Bahrain, and those countries who have made deals with Israel, normalization agreements with Israel, Iran threatening them openly. And the world is moving forward like nothing is going on, like nothing is wrong. There's no problem. We can, the Iranians, of course, can be reasonable. We can negotiate with them. We can get them back on board with this deal. And the, and the greatest sponsor, the biggest sponsor of terrorism, probably in the history of the world, the Iranian regime, being brought back to the table, being legitimized all for a bad deal. And the Europeans and the Americans and the West don't get it. They don't understand the Middle East. They stick their heads in this area, whether it's between Israel and her neighbors or Iran. They don't understand the mentality. They don't understand that you show weakness and you lose. You will be stepped on. And here are open threats by the Iranians to destroy the state of Israel. And today in Vienna, later on today, perhaps by the time you hear this broadcast, negotiations will be held between various countries. I guess the United States is so-called indirectly involved in these negotiations trying to bring Iran back into the fold, the JCPOA, which is a bad deal, and that's their goal, to bring them into, back into a bad deal as they threaten to wipe Israel off the map. That is our crazy world, folks. But let's, just, let's not only talk about United States, the weakness out of the United States, Israel, trying to win favor in the U.S., also showing weakness reported yesterday by the J-Post, Israel bows to U.S. pressure, won't advance East Jerusalem Atarot project. There's a neighborhood of Atarot, which is actually, I would say, north of the city, maybe a little bit east. And there were approvals, at least initial approvals, to build 9,000 new homes. But according to this latest report, Israel has assured the U.S. that the project of 9,000 new homes will not be advanced at this time even though a local planning committee gave the project a boost just last Wednesday. The project was next scheduled to go before the Interior Ministry District Planning Committee in December to decide whether the plan can be, can be moved forward. But, however, it looks like uh, looks like this has been pushed off by another year because it's not the right time, right? It's not the right time to build. That's what we hear from these radical organizations who are against Jews building in certain area because they are Jewish. That is always what they say. Now is not the right time. Let's wait. It's not the right time. It's a too sensitive, too sensitive of an issue. And this has been going on for decades and decades. It's never the right time for Jews to build even though there's a housing shortage and you have a, a pre-approved plan here of 9,000 new homes. But, you know, we're going to wait on this one. This is weakness by the government on full display. 
Israelis need homes. Jerusalem is our undivided capital. So we're, so we're told. So why can't Jews live in all parts of Jerusalem? Not building. That is racist. Saying Jews can't live somewhere because they are Jews. You talk about apartheid and racism. That is the real apartheid. And then there are those who accuse Israel of cutting off neighborhoods. If you build these houses, you're going to cut off Arab neighborhoods. And that's just not true. Arabs in the eastern part of the city in Jerusalem, for example, are seen all over Jerusalem in the west, so-called western part of the city. And if you remember the Har Choma building project near Gilo in southeast Jerusalem, everyone said the Arabs are going to be cut off from Bethlehem. If we build there, if we build in Givat Hamatos, the Arabs will be cut off. They won't have access to Bethlehem. But that is just a lie. Because when you build neighborhoods in valleys off the side of roads, what is preventing Arabs from having access to the cities? If you're familiar with Jerusalem, okay, you have Dera Hebron, which is a main north-south route. Hebron Road. And if you are an Arab with a permit to work in Jerusalem from Bethlehem, you just go down Dera Hebron. The neighborhood of Har does not interfere with you having access to Jerusalem. And any Arab in Jerusalem who wants to visit Bethlehem, Beit Lechem, you just go down the road. A building project on the side of the road doesn't cut off your access to that city. And people have been perpetuating these myths and these lies about Israel cutting off these neighborhoods by building Jewish kindergartens and Jewish roads, and Jewish homes, and it's, abs it's an absolute lie. Now listen, preventing, people say this will prevent a two-state solution if you build these neighborhoods, and now that's a good thing. That's a good thing for everybody, okay? To prevent a terror, a terrorist entity in our heartland, that would, that would be a good thing. If that's what these neighborhoods did, then great. To prevent a so-called two-state solution, which would be an existential threat to the state of Israel, but to claim Jewish homes and kindergartens are obstacles to peace, those are just lies. Turning to the coronavirus pandemic, for those of you who are not citizens of the state of Israel and you are planning to come to Israel, and I know people who were Israel now, the borders uh, are shut down to Foreigners, those who do not have an Israeli passport, at least for two weeks, without special permission, are not eligible to land in the state of Israel as a result of this new uh, coronavirus variant, Omicron, if that's what it's called. So the coronavirus cabinet passed a series of new measures for the next, at least for the next two weeks. There's a ban on traveling to 50 countries in uh, Africa, Israelis cannot travel there uh, with penalty of fine. You will be fined. In addition, as I mentioned, if you do not have an Israeli passport, you cannot uh, arrive in Israel over the next two weeks. And there's all different types of restrictions. Um, Israel, however, will host the Miss Universe beauty pageant on December 12th. These are, these are special exemptions for the Miss Universe pageant. That's going to happen regardless of uh, travel restrictions or or not uh, that that's happening 
those ladies will be participating in the uh, pageant in a lot in December. So there are certain cases where people are allowed in, and that is one of them. We talked about Iran before. As all this is going on, Iran threatening to wipe Israel off the map and the U.S. getting on their hands and knees and begging for Iran to rejoin a bad nuclear deal. Riot police were deployed, according to AFP, on uh, on, on Saturday in the city of uh, Isfahan, if I'm pronouncing that correctly. Violent protests because of a drought which has dried up the local water source in that town. You had the Iranians clamping down harshly, arresting many people, um, and there were people who were beaten up as well, people beaten for protesting the fact that the government of Iran can't provide them with water. Uh, the U.S. State Department spokesperson Ned Price said that Washington was deeply concerned about the violent crackdown against peaceful protesters. All right, two people apparently in serious condition so the U.S. is very concerned, right? They're so concerned that they're willing to sit and beg for Iran to rejoin the nuclear deal instead of coming out and supporting the protesters and actually doing something to help people who want to overthrow this murderous regime. The United States instead is going back to this Obama policy of bolstering the regime. Listen, this is a disaster in the making to let Iran off the hook. I said it before, groveling before Iran, begging them rejoin the, to rejoin the deal is bad. Is bad enough to start with. Okay. But let's remember, this is not only pathetic, but it's dangerous to the world community. Israel Hayom reports that another member of our government, the Israeli government, Mansour Abbas, the head of the Islamist Ram party, Remember, a member of the Israeli government, he said, according to Israel Hayom, I don't see the Iranian nuclear threat as an existential threat to Israel. There's certainly a threat, but we'll leave that to the professionals. Who are the professionals? He's a member of the government. Don't we count on him as being a professional or recognizing? I mean, anybody can recognize that Iran is a potential existential threat to the state of Israel. Who are the professionals he is talking about? Mansour Abbas, the head of a party within the Israeli government, downplaying the Iranian threat. That is the real story here. That is what the focus should be on. But that's his, uh, that's his take. He doesn't want to anger his friends in Tehran by making some, uh, some outlandish statement, which is really, really wouldn't be outlandish at all to describe Iran as an existential threat to the state of Israel. I mean... Mansour Abbas lives here in Israel. I mean, his family will be just as, uh, is just as threatened as the rest of us, Jews and Arabs alike, who live here if Iran were to, were to uh, acquire nuclear weapons. But uh, let's, not, uh, let's not call out Iran for what they really are. I guess that's the, the road taken here by Mansour Abbas, a member of the Israeli government. Finishing off with some positive news here, as we try to do every week, Israel 21C, they're a great site. They report on all the positive developments in technology and health and all the different things and uh, startups where Israel's making a difference around the world. 
Two Israeli professors were part of a research team that invented a window coating material to block out the sun's heat without blocking views. Here you have a special uh, material which is put on windows that will, that will result in energy savings, according to one of the experts uh, in material science and nanotechnology from Hebrew University in Jerusalem. Uh, the the electrochromic, if I'm pronouncing that correctly, window project, which actually was reported originally in Ceramics International, was led by one Professor Alfred Talk from a university in Singapore in collaboration with Hebrew University researchers. And here's the bottom line. The heat blocking capacity from this material put on windows would be activated by electricity Users could switch it on and off as needed. Using it in hot weather could lead to significant savings on air conditioning. So special windows which block out the heat so it's not as hot in the summer indoors. You don't have to use as much air conditioning. You save on energy. You save on electricity. And just more positive contributions to the world made by these two Israeli professors I'll mention their names, Shlomo Magdasi Daniel Mandler, who are part of this research team that invented these windows or this coating for the windows. And it's just Israel contributing to the world. Again, if you are a BDS Israel hater, uh, do not install this special window system in your building, wherever you are in the world. Don't be a hypocrite. Stay true to yourself. If you're going to be hating on Israel, Keep your energy costs high. Don't take advantage of this Israeli technology because you would be a hypocrite. And you don't want to be a hypocrite, you hater of Israel. You don't want to be a hypocrite. Stay true to yourself. Keep strong. And as I say almost every week, throw out your cell phone and your laptop and everything else you have that has Israeli parts in it inside of it because most likely all of your technology, or a lot of your technology at least, is made with parts made here in the Jewish state of Israel. And that's going to do it for today's show. My name is Josh Haston. This has been another edition of Israel Uncensored on the Land of Israel Network at thelandofisrael.com. Hope you're having a wonderful Hanukkah so far. We're just getting started. Another seven days of Hanukkah left. Hope you enjoy every minute of it. For those of you who are celebrating, get in touch with me during the week. Josh at thelandofisrael.com on Facebook, Joshua Haston, or Josh Haston Israel Advocacy and Journalism on Twitter at Josh Haston and on Instagram as well. Coming to you this morning, I didn't mention it, from a beautiful, beautiful day in Gush Etzion, Israel, Judea, just south of Jerusalem, the eternal capital of the Jewish people in the state of Israel. Big shout out to Benjamin Bresky, engineer extraordinaire, Tabitha Epstein for everything she does behind the scenes here at the Land of Israel Network. My name is Josh Haston. Have a great week, everybody. Most importantly, everyone out there in the wonderful wonderful world of ours, be safe. Shalom, shalom from the beautiful rolling hills of Judea, Israel. All the best. Hanukkah, Sameach. Happy Hanukkah to all. This is Eve Harrow, host of Rejuvenation on the Land of Israel Network. Hanukkah Sameach to all of our listeners who along with us are carrying on the Maccabees tradition of the few fighting the many forces arrayed against Hashem, His people, in our land. Let's keep our lights shining bright. Hey everybody, this is Yishai Fleischer, and like you, I love Hanukkah. I love Hanukkah. It's the festival of lights. 
So let's light it up. Let's light up this world. And one of the only stations that you can get the light of Israel with is the Land of Israel Network. It's going to give you a sense of what's going on here, what's really happening in the land. Wherever you are, you're going to be connected. You're going to be part of it. So check out the Ishai Fleischer Show on the Land of Israel Network and all the other great shows. So let's be together. Let's light it up. Let's light that Chanukiah wherever we are and be part of a great life together.